Welcome to the OKC Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. For more information about us, please visit our website at okccommunitychurch.com. Today is an exciting day, and we are sharing some news with you today about the future of our church, and we sent a few messages out about it this week. I don't know if anybody noticed. (laughs) A few. Um, Some of you noticed, like, how many messages are you going to send? I've seen, like, social media, text, email, smoke signals, some other things that we sent out. Uh, because, and some of you are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's because you literally have not checked one box in this church ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? But everybody else, you've heard about a little bit of what we're doing. Uh, at least that today we have a special announcement that we want to make. And, um, and I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but I, I want to start by just kind of continuing what we're doing on Sundays. This series called To the City. And if you've been with us for any amount of time, we've been sort of walking, really reading through on our own the, the New Test, some of the New Testament letters that are addressed to cities. And, um, and then on Sundays, we're touching in our, some of our messages um, with those. And I don't know if you've been reading or not, but I, I hope that you've at least like maybe tried to, to read the Bible through our Bible reading plan. And if you don't have that, you can pick one up. They're out there. But the whole idea is that we know that reading the Bible is good. And we hope it's a help to you. We don't, we're not trying to force people to do stuff. We're trying to say, hey, we want to be a help to your life, and maybe a plan will help us. And so uh, we've been reading through, and if you're, if you're up to date with us, which I know not all of us are, but if you are, we are in 2 Corinthians this week. That's what we've been reading. And uh, I want to teach from that today. So let's jump into it. We're going to go straight to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 1. All right, my friends, here we go. I'm going to read this. If you have a Bible, you can open it. It'll be on screen. It says, as God's co-workers. I need everybody to say co-workers. co-workers. Now say God's co-workers. co-workers. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Meaning, don't, don't just receive God's grace for yourself, right? For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Everyone say God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Everyone say, day of salvation. salvation. I'm going to have you repeat every fourth word today. (laughs) I got like 10 minutes of content, but it's going to stretch it out. So I wonder, (laughs) I wonder if there's anyone in here. Is there anyone in here that's ready for God's, a season of God's favor? Anyone in here that's ready for a day of salvation, right? Like that we would start to see a move, an acceleration of God's work, not only in our church, but in our city in which we see God's favor all over the place. And God's salvation just pushing in to a, to a place where people who are far from God start claiming, all hail King Jesus. You know, that's what we want to see. And that's what we believe God's up to these days. I know I'm ready for that. Are you ready for that? Amen? Amen? Amen. I know, I love how this verse begins, as God's co-workers. Paul tells the church at the city of Corinth that you are a co-worker with God. You are working together with God to fulfill his ministry and what God is doing. And, you know, in the previous chapter, Paul speaks about how we are all part of the ministry of reconciliation. Our guest speaker last week, Adam Barnett, talked about this, and then he talked about how we are we are, we are ambassadors with Christ, right? We are ambassadors for Christ in, that, in the work that he is up to. That's what he says actually in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. Here in verse, or chapter 6, verse 1, he takes it a step further and he says that we are co-workers with God. 
And now, if we're just reading the Bible, we might kind of read past that and think, oh, that's kind of just normal Bible talk, you know, co-workers, co-laborers, you know, whatever, blah, 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 yada, whatever, whatever we think. But this is actually really amazing what he's saying here. He's saying that we are co-workers with him. You know, God doesn't need us, but he chooses to have us work with him and what he's doing in this world. You know, my son Grayson, when he was two years old, he, he had one of those plastic um, lawnmowers that when he pushed it, the bubbles came out of it. You know what I'm talking about? And, and I would go out and I would mow the yard, and of course he would get his mower out and we would start mowing. And I would be like, yeah, come on, let's do this together. Let's work together in the yard. And it was like, it would be kind of silly of me. I mean, what if I would have been like, Grayson, get out of the way. Don't you understand? I'm the one who has all the power here. <laughs> I'm the one that has the real ability to get the job done. You're just slowing me down. No, there's something good about the son wanting to work with the father. There's something good about the father saying, I want the son or the child or the daughter to come along with me and do the work with me. You know, as my son got older, he's six years old now, and he doesn't want anything to do with yard work. You know what I mean? Yesterday, I'm working out in the yard, and he's like, mm -hmm, peace, you know, deuces. I'm staying in the house. You know what I mean? And I'm like, all right, I'm, I guess I do have all the power here. And so, and, and I'm doing the work. And I think in so many ways, this is kind of what happens to so many of us is whenever we first enter into a relationship with God, it's like, wow, God has let me do the work with him. And we join with him in that work. But then as we grow a little older, some of us kind of go, uh, you know, you know, I got a lot of other things going. I got a lot of other work myself to do. And, and so we start to see the invitation of God to do the work with him as something that's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty busy. Um, looks like he's kind of got it taken care of. <laughs> and, and, or, and those people over there, they're doing their thing. And so a lot of us sort of kind of take that approach that even in a, in a silly way, my son takes with yard work, right? Like we were just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's going to get done with or without me. But God doesn't invite us into his work for him. He invites us into his work for us. And the word worker is important. There's something good about the, uh, important about work itself, by the way. So much so that God works. You know, that God is working, that work is so important that he works himself. And, and so much of this world is actually about getting out of work. How many of you are like, I can't wait to be done with work? I got to get a vacation from work. I get away. I mean, and I'm not talking about your jobs. I get that's a different thing. But the, the idea of work in our world is we try and actually get to a place of no working and self-indulgence where we can have everything for ourselves. And he's saying, no, I actually want you to be engaged in important activity every day of your life. I want you to be doing something that matters every day. I want you to be engaged in my work. And this is this is where for each and every one of us to kind of think about life in such a way, it sort of shifts our perspectives. And not only in how we think, but in actually what we do. And so if I was going to take this thought and, and consider what is going on in this church right now, I believe God is at work. He's doing something. In some ways, it feels like a new work, but in other ways, it feels like the work he's been doing all along. And once again, he's calling us to work together with him, to be his co-worker. And so today I have some specific vision, some next steps as a church that I want to share with you. And this verse is exactly what describes where we are right now. That now is the time of God's favor and the day of salvation. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at the person next to you and I want you to say, now is the time. But say it real dramatically. Now is the time. Mm. Some of you are like, now's the time. I got to get out of here. <laughs> 
Seven years ago, a group of us gathered with sort of a foggy dream. <laughs> Seven years ago, a group of us gathered with sort of a foggy dream, but a clear calling from God. We had a dream to be a church of people who would bring life to our city, but specifically to a part of our city that we felt like had been deficient of light for far too long. There was a darkness that resided. And we wanted to be a church and a group of people that would just long to be the church the best way we knew how. Now, our church will officially turn seven in March. Um, however, this week that we are in right now was the first week we were preparing to meet for the very first time with a group of people um, that were interested in what this church, OKC Community Church, would be that had a calling here to start a story on Northwest 23rd Street in Oklahoma City. And, and you know, at the time, this street was not much, it was very different than it is now. There was a lot of abandoned buildings and you know, the shining light of 23rd Street, you know, back in those days was Big Truck Taco, you know what I mean? Well, it still is, you know what I mean? But, um, however, for some crazy reason, this was the place we felt like we needed to be. And this part of the city is interesting in so many ways. Um, it's interesting because it's the cross-section of so many things. It's the cross-section of socioeconomic. It's the cross-section of, of race. It's, it's a cultural intersection for so many things. We see the government, uh, governmental cultural avenues, business. We see, um, we see arts. We see all sorts of, we even see education, all kind of intersecting on 23rd, uh, really in the first residential ring of our city as you work your way from the inside out. And I felt like the Lord gave us a picture that this is the center of, of this city. And I know there's probably several centers, but this is the cultural center of the city. And we felt like, man, God is calling us to this place, not so that we can you know, be at the center of everything, but that for some reason we felt like we were supposed to be there. And so the story began and many changes have happened over the years. People have come and gone. You know, We've been a mobile church. We've rented a building. We've We've actually purchased the building and renovated. And some of those things that brought us together, though, in the very beginning are still what we're all about today. And the very first time we gathered seven years ago this week, uh, we got together as a group of people and I had a whiteboard and, and I put a question on the board that still resonates today in so many ways. And the question is, what is success? What is success? in the church world? What is success to start a new church? What is success, maybe more importantly, as a follower of Jesus? You know, that, that's been defined in so many different ways over the years. And I just wrote simply, success equals obedience. And I had been a part of a world where success meant a metric. Success meant a number. Success meant something that you could point to and say, look at all we've accomplished, right? But obedience was something different. It was a different measuring stick. And I think for some of us in our world that we live in, we are measured by so many different things and success looks in, with so many different measurables that we, we have to attain and numbers that we have to hit. And I get it, but there's something different about the kingdom and there's something different about being a child of God that says, I just want to join in the work of the father and what he's doing. And I want to be obedient to him because I love him. And so for us, we said, what is success, or if that is what it means, you know, what, is, what does that look like? And today, almost seven years in, so much has happened. But the hope to be a church, the hope to be a church that brings life to the city, the hope to be a church the best way we know how, the hope to be a church that's reaching hard-to-reach people in a city that, that, needs, uh, that needs Jesus, and the desire to be obedient to the Father. I believe it's stronger now than it's ever been. Amen? 
I believe it's stronger now than it's ever been. And so that's why I say, you know, when we look at this verse, going back to the second Corinthians chapter six, when he says this in verse two, for he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. Now that's parts in quotations. So that means Paul's quoting from the Old Testament. And it says, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. He's quoting from the prophet Isaiah chapter 49, verse eight, in an attempt to make sure the Corinthians know, like, listen, I want, I want to emphasize, now is the time for you to join in God's work. Paul is like, listen, we need to put a sense of urgency in you. God has given us a window to join him in his work and not to just receive his grace in vain, not just for ourselves, but to join him in the work because now he's giving us a season of favor. Now, I believe these scriptures are for every generation, for every time, right? So ever since Jesus, until he, uh, you know, went back to heaven until the time he returns, there is, there's a declaration for every generation that now is the time. There's an urgency we must have for the kingdom of, that every generation shares in this. But I think we can look at our story and we can look at our time and we can look at this and we can see that there's a declaration, I believe, for us right here, right now, that says there's a call to action and there's a time and a place that God has called us to in this city and that we can declare just as he declared that now is the time. And this statement has created a resounding sense of urgency, I know in me personally and some others as well, to sort of take some final steps of faith for something that God's been brewing and building for quite some time. So I'm excited to share that news today um, and how we can say that now is the time. Many of you are aware that for the past two years, we've openly discussed the possibility of meeting in the Tower Theater on Sundays uh, for our worship gathering. And specifically what that means is that we would rent the Tower Theater on Sundays so we can have more space in order to reach more people. And so today, the special announcement is that we will be having Sunday morning worship in the Tower Theater starting in early 2020. And that means probably early. Yeah, it's good. It's exciting, and that, that probably means late January is what we're shooting for. And for some in this room, that announcement was like, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> We've been talking about that forever. And for some of you are like, what? Like, really? Like, why would we need to do that? And maybe others in this room are like, sweet, this is so awesome. You know, I don't know. Hopefully there's someone like that. Um, but we want you to know that the beginning and the end of this decision, it's just not, it's not ju- I can't just say, oh, you know, it's just not, it's not about, like, I have friends that would be like, oh, yeah, it's a no-brainer. You just go into it. Nobody has to. I mean, to me, there's a story that God has been doing here that is worth talking about. We want you to know that from the beginning and the end of this decision, it's all about reaching people who knew Jesus. And we know that the Tower Theater obviously gives us more space to reach more people, but it also gives us opportunity to reach the kind of people that perhaps we can't reach right now. That there's, there's all sorts of barriers that come down, meaning in a place like that, that, you know, on one... On, the night before is going to have uh, whatever concert in it or whatever kind of an event in it. And the next morning, there's a group of us coming together to lift up the name of Jesus. It just creates um, a, a step deeper into our community, if you will. And we know that that's true. And we also know that God has placed us here on 23rd Street. We didn't put ourselves here. Uh, we didn't even put ourselves in this block or in this building. There's a miracle story that has been building for the last seven years that we are here and, uh, and that we are now saying that the Tower Theater is part of our future. And it's truly an incredible story. And I, and I, and I just want to take a moment to tell you some of it because I think it's worth talking about. 
Um, but we just know that our sense right now is not only is now is the time, but that, that God is giving us a season of favor and that we can declare that it's the day of salvation, that God is at work and we can join him in the work he's doing that he's actually been doing for quite some time. And I specifically know over the last better part of two years, we've been exploring, <clears throat> we've been exploring, you know, what is our next step for our church gatherings on Sunday morning? And hours and hours of work have been put in by not only our team, but our leadership team that we have here to talk about different possibilities. And I think it's worth you knowing that we explored other things. We explored buying buildings to the east. We explored, you know, those buildings are, they're not empty, but they're available. And, and we explored... <clears throat> You know, having more services. What about a third service? And then after that, it would be a fourth service. And what would that look like? Could we just can stay right in this space and just continue to do that? And that's an, those are very valid types of opportunities. But we just felt like God kept moving us in this direction. And he continued to give us clear direction about what he was doing. And I just want you to know that I was never, <clears throat> I was never confident in this. And, and I've, I've wavered and I've questioned if this is really what we're supposed to do. The goal has never been to be, let's get into the Tower Theater. That's never been the goal. But if I'm being honest, it sort of feels like that's the work that God has been doing the whole time. When we've been saying, ah, that's not really the goal, that's what he's been doing. And I thought a little bit about this, and I, I thought back to the very first time Christy and I came to pray on 23rd Street. Uh, but the, poten the potential of a church being here, and we came to pray, and we were driving down the street, and I remember vividly, we were literally in front of this building, just driving my car, and I, the Tower Theater sign, and it's, you know, it wasn't in its full restored state at the time, caught my eye, and I literally swerved my car. It must have been like the Holy Spirit, you know, I don't know. I swerved my car, and we pull around, and we, we look across the street, and <clears throat> we think, and we, and we literally said, you know, what if a church was right there? And we were looking at this block, of course, but of course the Tower Theater caught our eye. What if a church was right there? And, and we spent the next almost three years looking to buy a building on 23rd Street or anywhere near this area, to be honest with you. And we inquired about so many different places, uh, and every place said no to us. And Judy Hatfield, who's in our church, and Ryan Moore, we were like calling everybody. We, we were like, you, you would, it's almost laughable how many times we knocked on doors. Ryan literally knocked on a drug dealer's house uh, door to say, hey, can we buy your building? And uh, I, mean, I mean, that's a true story. I mean, it was just like just so much. And every place said no to us. Dozens of places said no to us, most of the time because they found out we were a church looking for a building. And they kept saying, I don't think there's supposed to be a church here. And they would say no. And we finally had one person say yes to us. And they said they would sell us their building. And it was this one. And although... And by the way, she had said no a few times before that. But although we thought it would be great, it wasn't a matter of choice. This was the only place that God allowed us to go. And so here we are, right back to the block that Christy and I started praying at and said, what if there was a church right there? Sure, it wasn't the tower, but it was about as close as you could get. And it seemed like God had a plan and he was working something out. Then, of course, the moment... <clears throat> that I've shared with our church before, and some of you know this story, but about six years ago, the Tower Theater, it was for sale at the time, and there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, 
a sign in the window with a phone number on it. And I'm having a moment of faith, like, hey, I'm going to call this place and I'm going to get this building for like $200. You know what I mean? Because like, we can't afford it. And so I call, but I'm like having a conversation like, hey, you know, I'm interested in the, the Tower Theater. Like, and he's like, yeah, tell me more about it. And I'm already smart enough to know, like, I can't tell him it's a church, right? Like, you got to be like on the DL, you know what I mean? And I'm like, so I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to put like a coffee shop in it, some retail, some co-working space. I'm being very 2013. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and then he goes, and then I kind of whisper like, and eh, you know, on Sundays there'll be a church in there. And he goes, hold on, hold on, what'd you say? Did you say that there would be a church in there? And I go, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, among other things, did you hear me say coffee shop? <laughs> really good coffee, like hipster coffee. And, and <clears throat> he goes, listen, and I remember this quote to this, you know, obviously it's a, it was a resounding moment, so I remember exactly what he said. And he said, listen, there will never be a church in Tower Theater or anywhere near Tower Theater. You just need to keep looking. There's too many people that wouldn't want that. And when he said that statement, which I've mentioned multiple times over the years, it was one of those moments in which I had to come back to, you know, what, what do I believe here? Whose voice am I going to be obedient to? Am I going to be obedient to what I feel like God has been putting in our heart, the work that we see him doing? Or am I going to, am I going to listen and be obedient to the words that I feel like were being told to us at the time, which that wasn't the only time we were told to move and to look elsewhere. And we, we weren't stubborn. We were like, Lord, we'll move elsewhere. We don't care. We weren't like, oh, we're going to win. <laughs> this isn't about winning. This isn't about, you know, hoisting up our flag to say, look at what we can do with the power of God. You know what? The power of God stands on its own. It doesn't need us to lift up a flag. And God's power is always at work, and we're seeing it over and over again in this story. And so even in these moments where I'm like, okay, God, you put us in this building, but surely, you know, the tower's not, you know, really in the mix, but it sure seems like maybe it could be. I mean, we just kept saying, I don't know, and I kept having these, uh, these, uh, these questions, right? But the work of God, we just saw it at hand. And, and I just want everyone to know that we do feel, like right now in this moment, that God is weaving together a plan that he's been at work at for some time. But I had to admit through all of this, over these last few years, I've had questions, I've explored, I've turned over every rock, every option, waited for even more clarity, but God kept hitting me over the head, like, hey, I'm doing something here, pay attention. I mean, to the point where I was like, it's not going to happen, and then the Tower Theater's owners themselves came over and said, hey, have you ever thought about meeting in the Tower Theater? We think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> That's weird, guys. <laughs> It would kind of be a win-win. You know, you guys are growing out of your space. We, we'd like to have someone in there on Sundays. And in fact, is this something that you'd ever consider? And I told them, and I didn't tell their first service this, so you guys are getting more inside scoop. Um, I said, here's the deal. I, I said, we're at least a year away from really thinking about that. And they go, you know what? We'll wait a year because um, we want to put something in there on Sundays, but we'll wait a year because we'd rather be you than anybody else. And I was like, all right. But God, is this really what you're doing? You know what I mean? Like, I'm still like, I don't know, maybe. And so even through moments like that, I questioned and I prayed, God, I need some more confirmation because I'm just not quite sure. And we had some friends in another church or in another state. They were praying for our church, which is really cool that they were doing that. And they were praying. And then they called and they said, hey, we feel like we got something real specific for you. We feel like God told us that the building next to you is the one that's going to lift you up. And I'm like, What? God, I need some more affirmation here because this is just not really making any sense to me. 
And so I did. I was just like, I don't know, maybe. And said, but surely, here's the deal. Like, they have to, like, they have to, like, come. We need some stuff. Like, we need it for the right price. We actually need a doorway in between. We need all this stuff. And so I made this list. I was like, if they say no to any of these things, it's not going to happen. We're not going to do it. So I make this list, and I'm like, guys, probably this door is going to be shut today. This is what I tell the team. Like, it's just, this is it. Like, I'm, it's not going to happen. Like, literally, we're asking for some crazy stuff here. So I go. I give them the list. Literally, he doesn't even think about it. He goes, yeah, that, that makes sense. I was like, did you see that um, I asked for half price? Yeah, 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 okay. You see that I wanted to put a hole through your wall? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's cool, we get it. And I was like, um, so for, like, like we're good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, by the way, they've been amazing to work with, and they really do see this as a good thing for everybody. And, and I mean, if you know our story story, that's amazing. That's a miracle. And so it's almost like we could say we're in a season of God's favor. We're grateful to God. Yeah, amen. Amen. So a few quick details that I think are helpful for you to know. One of the big questions is, do we actually need more space? I mean, if you want to like grow by more than like six people, I think we need more space. Um, and I'm joking, but seriously, since 2017, early 2017, we started having the, the, the capacity conversations because we were coming to get close to full capacity for two services. And of course, there's options. We've got to do something. Something's got to break. It's another service or another space or something. And just so you know how church metrics work, really, when you hit about 80% capacity, it really feels full. And so we hit 80% a number of times between 2017 and now where uh, you kind of hit what's called the law of the lid. And you hit the lid and it's like, it's like your head hits the lid and it like hurts and then you kind of shrink back down and then you hit it again and then you shrink back down and then you hit it. We did this four times over the last, uh, um, last two years almost and where we've, we've been at capacity. Like literally we can't fit any more people into services for a season and then we kind of backed up a little bit and then we hit it again. And that's just the way it works. And so we knew that it's time to lift the lid off. You know what I'm saying? Like we needed to trust the Lord has more and that we got to lift the lid off and something had to give. And we felt like the work that God was pointing to us towards was this decision with the Tower Theater. And so we've, uh, we, we're in that space and, and we've prayed and we've, we've asked God over and over. And this is a step of obedience and faith that we, we've, uh, we've worked hard to think through and to try and and, and, and figure it out. And so the question maybe is now, so where do we go from here? We go about, a, about 100 feet. <laughs> I thought that was good. At first there was laughed. It's the best I got, people. Anyway, uh, besides going 100 feet, we do have some additional um, vision that we believe God has brought uh, to the surface along with this significant step into the tower. Uh, in some way, it's no big deal. We're just meeting in a different room. But in other ways, it is a big deal. Um, and it's actually a part of something bigger that seems to be the work that God's doing. And so I want to share three things that sort of summarize all this stuff to kind of, kind of set up not only this season we're about to enter into, but even the next number of weeks as we talk about some subjects. But, and then I'll kind of end going back to 2 Corinthians. But um, the first one is this, uh, which we've already mentioned, but OKC Community at Tower. And I just want to give a couple clarifying statements about that. So starting in early 2020, as I mentioned, hopefully by the end of January, but that's a little bit, you know, flexible. Um, we will be having one Sunday worship service at 1030. 
So you guys came to the 11 a.m. service. I think some of you think it's the 11.06 service, but it's 11. Um, <clears throat> that was good, too. Come on. You guys just lighten up. This is fun. And so, um, but you're going to move from 11.06 to 10.30. <laughs> so this means, this means you're going to come earlier at 10.30. You know what I'm saying? And I believe in you. I just want you to know I believe in you. I believe in you and you and you and not you. Um, no, but, but it's going to be great. So 1030, and this also means that we're going to be getting a doorway installed between our buildings. And it's, gonna be, it's actually going to be at the bottom of the stairwell, just going right over there, and um, it's going to be going through a bar. I don't know if I mentioned that. God did it. Um, so anyway, it's going to be going right through there, and, um, and yeah, so there'll be a little bit of a renovation period of time where we'll be here, and there'll be kind of a doorway being installed. I don't know exactly how long it'll take, but a little while, uh, not too long, though. And the second thing that I want to share is our 2020 vision is way bigger than it's ever been, and, and this is really exciting, and in some ways, you're like, well, what's wrong with the vision we used to have? You know what I mean? And I'm like, I, I don't know. It was good, too, but it's even bigger now. And so I'm just, I'm pumped about it. And uh, there's no reflection on the past. This is a, this is the declaration for the future. Amen. And so what I believe God is up to is, is bigger than just moving into the Tower Theater. That now is the time for a lot of things. Now is the time for many things. It's a season of God's favor. It's a day of salvation. And we actually believe that God wants to accelerate a work of his spirit in our city. We want to see revival happen. And it actually means that we have to get to work. Are you with me? And so there's some things that we're going to do and we believe in that are really powerful. And some of those things are just at the tip of the iceberg. And we need you to step in with us to figure out what we're going to be doing. And so next week, we'll start unpacking this. Because if I start unpacking it now, we'd be here to next week. And so we're just going to kind of table it. But I'm very excited about the vision and what God has for us and what we believe God is calling our church to. Um, because we believe God has given us an assignment in our city. And it's all about people. And we must do it. And we also, um, we believe that God is at work and, and we're going to join him in that work. So number three, number three, the third thing I want to share is we are starting a campaign called Let There Be Light. So the Let There Be Light campaign, this campaign has primary, primarily two functions. And what I mean by that is we're going to have a campaign sort of packaged approach, a strategy between basically now until uh, until sometime in really throughout 2020, but really a specific time over these next three months in which we aim at a few things. The first one is an internal campaign in which we are casting this vision that we're talking about. And that vision will also include a financial campaign, which we haven't really done much of one of those around here. We had a small one that we did right when we moved into this building, but we're gonna look at a 2020 financial campaign, not just to incur some of the financial costs we're gonna have in moving into the tower, which by the way, there is some, uh, not to mention the renovation and, and just even stepping into that space. Uh, there's going to be a little bit of cost, but then really a lot of it's to fund this, some of this vision that we feel God is calling us to. And, and some of it's not because we don't feel like we can do it right now, but we feel like this is a season of his favor, and this is a season he's calling us to step into something new, and we want to cast that vision. And so part of it's that. That's not the entire campaign. And then there's an external piece to the campaign, which is, how do we tell our story to our city and to our community and to the people in our lives, our friends and our family, to where we can actually say, look at what God is doing 
And here's the story of what's happening, and you should come and be a part of it. Whether, I mean, especially for those who don't know Jesus, like what better time to say, come, be a part of what's going on here. Check it out. Ask your questions about God. There's more than just one thing we're doing, of course, uh, but we want to we step into this season with that kind of vision. And so here's, here's just a picture of kind of the language that we're going to be using, let there be light, in which we are, there's, I mean, it's just a simple graphic, I know, but there's going to be a whole graphic campaign, of course, among other things in terms of how we communicate this, and this idea of OKC Community Church at Tower. Um, that is going to be something we talk about, some of our language, and again, I'll talk more about these things starting next week. And the last thing I want to mention, um, kind of related to all this, the, the practical pieces of this is, We've been waiting to announce this for a while because we've been waiting on a couple institutions to sort of approve specifically this doorway that goes in um, to the bar. <laughs> no, it actually goes into the tower. Um, and the, it just takes people time. You know, everything takes, you know, oh, it's a 30-day process. 30, and, and we have uh, Matt Peacock, who's in our church. He's an architect. And we're so thankful for him. He's done so much work for us over the years. And he's working with the city and working with the institutions to get those final things approved, we're 98% there. Everything looks fantastic, but we need to pray through those last 2%, of course, and just get that thing done and get those things ready so we can move forward. Um, so I want to close by returning to 2 Corinthians, verse number 2. He says this, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. I think I've read this today, haven't I? <laughs> I also want to read to you the message version of this verse. Uh, Chrissy read this to me the other day as I told her I was going to be using this Sunday. And this is uh, verse 2 and 3. And I love, I feel like God wrote it just for us, and, or maybe it was just for me. But it says, well, now is the right time to listen. It's the day to be helped. Don't put it off. Don't frustrate God's work by showing up late, by throwing a question mark over everything we're doing. Our work as God's servants, his co-workers, gets validated or not in the details. People, our city, is watching us as we stay at our post alertly and unswervingly. This is where we are in so many ways. And in so many ways, this is what I've, where I've personally been, where many of us have been, like what, what do you have next for us? But I know that God has been in the details. Even as I tell the story today, I want you to sense that. And here's what I also want you to sense, that this is not just a story about a church. This is a story about you and me. I mean, if you were going to tell me what you've experienced over the last six, seven years of your life, I could say, has God been at work in your life? And, and I think many of you would say, well, I don't know. I need to think about that. And if I said, okay, well, think about it. Has God been at work in your life? Has he been involved in the details? And we would start to see, especially if we know Jesus, we'd start to see all the ways that God has been at his work in, through the ups and the downs, through the challenges, through the, through the, the scary moments, through the, th through the times when we felt like, where's God in this? And we find out that he's been there the whole time. And so I wonder if you looked at those last number of years of your life, what you'd say. And I just want to give you actually just a moment to reflect on that. I want to give you 20 seconds to just reflect on the question. How has God been at work in your life? Maybe you're going to think recently. Maybe you're going to think of these last few years. But I actually want you to identify one, two, maybe more things that God has been doing. And maybe to, re to reflect on this, you might even just want to close your eyes and just think for a minute to this question. I'll quit talking. How has God been at work in your life? Just think on that.
perhaps what speaks to you most profoundly even about this idea of God being at work in your life is this statement that we've sat on today, that now is the time. Maybe now is the time for you. Maybe it's when I'm talking, and I'm talking about your life right now. Maybe now is the time that you would say, I can no longer put it off. I can't frustrate God's work by throwing up another question mark. Maybe for you it's saying, it's time for change. It's time to take that step of faith, to trust, to make that decision, whatever it is. But I want you to just reflect. I'm going to give you 20 seconds again. Is there anything in your life that God's saying, now is the time? Think for just a moment. I believe God is at work, friends. And I believe he's at work not just here with us as a community, but he's at work in your life, even if you can't quite put your finger on it at this moment. And here's what I want to say that I think is important to say after telling a story about what God does with churches. You know, God doesn't give favor to churches because they're churches. God doesn't God doesn't give favor to churches because, oh, you know, it's, you know, his organization and he's trying to give them, you know, their little footprint in the city. God gives favor to his people and to his church and God does the work that he's done. God's done the work that he's done for the last six or seven years because in 2020 and 2022 and in 2024, there's a junior high student, there's an elementary student, there's a college student right now that doesn't know it, that he's, God's working for them. And in order to work for them, he had to do what he's doing here because he's going to meet them inside Tower Theater someday. And that's where they're going to come to know Jesus. He's going to meet them in an alpha group someday. And that's where they're coming to know Jesus. He's going to meet them at a coffee with you. And that's where they're going to come to know Jesus. He's working right now for them. And he's using us because what are we? We are co-workers with Christ. And we are working with him. And when we're obedient to him and when we trust him with the things that we put the question marks over, when we trust him with the steps of faith that says, I don't know if everybody's going to agree with this, and we trust him that he has more for us than we can ever imagine, that the gospel will call us to do things we thought we would never do, which is the story of this church. When, he, when we trust those things, he's not working on our behalf to fulfill our dreams. He's working on his plan and his purposes to fulfill his agenda. And we get to co-work with him and we get to step into the things that he's been doing so that in 2020, in 2021, in 2025, the people that he's working on also right now will come to know him. Man. That's all I want to do. I just want to work with you, God, because you got it way more figured out than me because I couldn't figure my way out of a paper bag sometimes. Like, I've been so confused by this over the course of the last four years that if without you, we would be a mess. I am a mess without you. And I think for us today, what I want to say, maybe for you, you can resonate because now is the time for your life. Now is the time that you quit playing and you start doing the work with God. That life is not about self-indulgent pleasures. It isn't about an absence of work. It is about a presence of work. 
It is about joining God in his purposes and his plans and saying, God, I'm already busy enough. He knows you're busy, but he wants to change your busyness. He wants to revolutionize it, and he wants to give it a purpose. He's not trying to take your jobs from you. He wants to put purpose into your jobs. And so my friends, he wants you to work with him, and that's what this whole story is about. And so for you, I want to declare, now is the time. God's favor is upon you, and today is the day of salvation. Are you with me? Yes. Let's pray together, okay? Father, we pray. We pray in the name of Jesus that everything that you're doing, when we throw question marks or doubts and all those things over it, that we can just point and say, well, he did that and he did that and you've done that and you've done that and we can see the work that you've been up to just to give us that faith we need. I pray that over our own lives. I pray that for our church. And I pray right now, I just want to do this. I want to pray for anybody in this room that you feel like you're up against the moment right now where you just kind of said, now is the time for me personally. Now is the time. If that's you and you just want me to say a prayer, would you just lift your hand? It's like now is the time for you in your own life, in your own faith journey. In your own, yeah, just lift your hand real quick. I'm going to pray over you. See you up in the balcony. Thank you. Father, I want to pray for our, each and every one of us, especially those that raise their hands, that they sense that, Lord, you're pushing them to new things, that they could step into this season in which they would say, yeah, Lord, now is the time for me to trust you like I've never trusted you before. And, Lord, I pray that as we do this together and we start this next chapter as a church, that, Lord, than anything, we would see this as a time of your favor and all for the purpose of those who need to come to know you, Father, that it is the day of salvation. So Lord, we pray all these things in your name. And everybody said, amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If there's anything we can pray with you about, or if you have questions about God, we'd love to talk with you please visit our contact page at okccommunitychurch.com.